Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. In our last several Mojo Minutes, we have talked all about willpower in shiny bright lines. And shiny bright lines are useful and they're helpful as a tool of pre-commitment to an action that's going to happen in the future. But as I pondered this wonderful tool, it got me to thinking. And it got me to thinking about that wonderful adage, know thyself. That famous maxim that was inscribed above the entrance at the Temple of Apollo at Delphi in Greece, which also housed that infamous oracle of Delphi, the Pythia, which according to legend in those parts had a cut in the rock and beneath the structure, vapors would come up into the structure that gave the oracle or the Pythia the wisdom needed to instruct all that came to her. In fact, she was one of the most powerful women in the classical world. And all of this is to say, the Greek people had a religion in consulting the Oracle of Delphi, as well as many other oracles, were part and parcel of their religious experience. And what we will focus on today is not the vapor or consulting the Oracle of Delphi, But that famous inscription, because that does contain some wisdom, in fact, great wisdom. And again, that inspiration was, inspirational Marxism was know thyself. It was part of allegedly seven original sayings or Marxisms. Only three have survived to this day. They are know thyself, nothing in excess and surety brings ruin. Now, for our Mojo Minute today, let's focus on Know Thyself. Many of the classical writers talk about this self-awareness virtue as important. Do you have knowledge of yourself? Do you understand your strengths and your weaknesses? Do you live in reality with yourself Or in fact, do you lie to yourself? Human beings for some 40 centuries were beginning to think about these things. Perhaps it was their first form of human flourishing. Perhaps they said to themselves, I know I'm fill in the blank, yet I can improve and get better in this one area. Perhaps it was farming or running like the marathoners, the great marathoners. See that book, The Road to Sparta, which we covered in Mojo Minute 88. That's a dang gone good book. So the fundamental to know thyself is important. It's so important because it creates your own baseline. It tells you where you've been, and it tells you where you're going. And in our last Mojo Minute, nugget of wisdom, we talked all about willpower, and I promised that that would be the last time, but 
I'm going to hedge my bets. And this will be the last time we talk about willpower for some time. But I just had to share this with you because our expert in our guide today, Kelly McGonigal, is the author of The Willpower Instinct. And this helps us to discover more about the willpower, about willpower that we're trying to discover. Now, I'm going to get out of the way and allow Kelly to tell you herself. So with that, let's go to our first pull quote. Self-control is one of mankind's most fabulous upgrades, but it's not our only distinction. We also possess self-awareness, the ability to realize what we are doing as we do it and understanding why we are doing it. With any luck, we can also predict what we're likely to do before we do it, giving us ample opportunity to reconsider. This level of self-awareness appears to be uniquely human. Sure, dolphins and elephants recognize themselves in a mirror, but there's little evidence that they search their souls for self-understanding. Without self-awareness, the self-control system would be useless. You need to recognize when you're making a choice that requires willpower. Otherwise, the brain always defaults to what is easiest. Consider a smoker who wants to quit. She needs to recognize the first sign of a craving and where it's likely to lead her, outside, in the cold, fumbling with a lighter. She also needs to realize that if she's going to give in to the craving this time, she's more likely to smoke again tomorrow. One more look in the crystal ball and she'll see that if she continues on this path, she'll end up with all those horrible diseases she learned about in health class. To avoid this fate, she needs to make a conscious choice, not to smoke the cigarette. Without self-awareness, she's doomed. So recognition is important. It's the first sign of self-awareness. This is the start of on the path to self-awareness and to a flourishing life. We need to know what we're doing and we need and what we are not doing to improve. This self-awareness goes a little bit deeper into know thyself. Oh, and a little PS here. Did you catch that statement about the crystal ball? <laughs> I thought you would like that since we talked about the Oracle of Delphi in the intro. Pretty cool, eh? Let's go back to the book. This may sound simple, but psychologists know that most of our choices are made on autopilot without any real awareness of what's driving them and certainly without serious reflection on their consequences. Heck, most of the time, we don't even realize we're making a choice. For example, one study asked people how many food-related decisions they made it one day. What would you say? On average, people guessed 14. In reality, when these same folks carefully tracked their decisions, the average was 227. Holy smokes! That's more than 200 choices people were initially unaware of. And those are just the decisions related to eating. How can you control yourself if you aren't even aware that there is something to control. Dang, 227 food choices? That is just crazy. 
just crazy that our modern society has so overloaded our brains with that many food choices. Just think about some three to four hundred years ago. You didn't have that many food choices. You stopped not by the golden arches, but by the roadside tavern with the hopes that there might be food there. Most likely, some type of food was soup or porridge, or perhaps some bread and beer. (laughs) No Big Macs here, my friend. And oh, by the way, the next stop along this bumpy road is another hundred miles. So eat your soup and like it, traveler. Let's go back to the book. Modern society, with its constant distractions and stimulation, doesn't help. Baba Shiv, a professor of marketing at the Stanford Graduate School of Business, has shown that people who are distracted are more likely to give in to temptations. For example, students trying to remember a telephone number are 50% more likely to choose chocolate cake over fruit at the snack cart. Distracted shoppers are more susceptible to in-store promotions and more likely to go home with items not on their shopping list. When your mind is preoccupied, your impulses, not your long-term goals, will guide your choices. Texting as you stand in line waiting to order at the coffee shop, you might find yourself asking for a mocha milkshake instead of an iced coffee. The incoming text message, bet you don't know too how many calories are in that drink, says that text message. Can't get your mind off work? You might just find yourself agreeing with a salesperson that you need to upgrade and have the unlimited service package. So in today's Mojo Minute, as we approach Lent tomorrow, let us begin to work on our self-awareness and make that Oracle of Delphi proud because we know we're on the path to knowing thyself a little better one day at a time. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually six to nine pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.